Hello and welcome back to Tevading Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week's episode is all about season two of Graceland. Oh, season two. Where do I even start? The best and the worst comes out of the agents in the house. Relationships and trust are tested between the agents of the house. New villains and conflicts are introduced, and the betrayal. Oh, the betrayal. So, just like last week, there will be spoilers about the episodes and events of Season 2 as it is recapped. Season 2 kicks off with Mike back in D.C. working on a drug smuggling operation involving bus lines. Briggs is on an undercover assignment where he spots a photo of Mike and learns that there is a hit out on him or rather his cover, Mike the Marine, from when he was undercover with the Nigerian drug lord Bello in season one. Paul calls Mike in DC and asks him to come back to Graceland for the weekend to help arrest the members of the Kaza cartel who have that hit out on him. Reluctantly, it seems Mike agrees, but when he gets to Graceland, he is in for a shock. Remember those house rules that were so important in season one? like no guns downstairs and that chore wheel. Mike walks into a messy house and the other agents are participating in a relay race using the guns as dizzy bats. Mike is greeted by hugs, even from Jake's who was the most anti-touch person around. And Mike questions the changes of the house. Later on, Mike is ready to get down to work and he calls out Johnny and Briggs for the house change. He calls them a bunch of beach burnouts playing cops and robbers. Obviously, this does not go over well, and Mike immediately sets himself up as an outcast. At the start of season two, the house seems to have drifted into different directions. Each agent working on their own cases, developing their own relationships, and then in comes Mikey. Used to the hustle and bustle and of the results-oriented DC world, he's frustrated that the case he returns to Graceland for to arrest those cartel members that had that hit out on him, it's not just wrapped up in one big bow the way Paul said it would be. In an interview with The Wrap, Aaron speaks to the importance of the story arcs of the show and leaving room for the audience to be able to develop their own interpretations and perspectives on the events that happen instead of having everything about the events and the characters decided for them by the show writers. We're trying to tell long stories, you know, this is, we're trying to be a serialized show that's telling longer story arcs, so I think that, you know, kind of leaving that, um, that gray area, that ambiguity, I think allows the audience to then decide what they want, you know, because I Mm -hmm. think that one thing about, uh, storytelling on television is that you have to get the audience to want to tune in the following week and to watch later so if you I think if if you as an actor and as a writer if you decide everything for the audience they might not want to invest as much so I think those kind of I think leaving stuff up in the air and those kind of uh, those kind of moments are are good yeah I think that's good I mean think back to season one when it was up in the air whether or not Briggs was actually a good guy Or was he a bad guy? I mean, as a viewer, I know my thoughts changed episode by episode as Briggs' actions and decisions were elaborated upon. The same can be said for Briggs again in season two, but also for Mike. 
Has Mike really forgotten all that he's learned about being undercover and the time that it takes to build an undercover operation? Or has he just been forced to adapt to the results-oriented DC? Throughout the season, his actions will influence that perspective. Throughout season two, relationships across the board are tested, developed, broken, and betrayed. And the cause of this most likely stems from the lack of communication among the agents in the house that was so present and so strong throughout season one. I mean, they get so wrapped up in their own outcomes and their own agendas that they become neglectful of others and others' feelings. Which leads us into the biggest relationship and character who has the biggest betrayal of the season. Say it with me if you've seen it. Paige. In a behind-the-scenes interview with the USA Network for Graceland, Aaron and Sorinda, who plays Paige, briefly discuss their character changes throughout the season. The character I play, Mike, is a guy who's got all the smarts in the world, but he has no experience. He has all these other intangibles that he wasn't really sure he had about being able to justify his actions and kind of look himself in the mirror even when he makes poor choices. I made a friend. Who's this? Detective Sid Markham. He's our insider. I think that really comes to head in the in the second season. We get close, and then every solid lead we have just gets swept away. We need to get our hand around Sid's neck and squeeze. Paige has a big heart, and Mike got in there real quick, and she wasn't quite sure about what that relationship would be. And you can see how she starts to develop this crush that turns into like a love. It's not healthy the way you're operating. You know I forgive you for everything that happened. And everything between us. That's something where, in the name of doing what was right for Paige, which was finding these girls and bringing justice, she ends up ratting out Mike, who she loves. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Aaron and Sorinda being friendly and sitting next to each other for interviews makes me have to snap out of my feelings for Paige and remind myself that she's just a character. Paige's actions toward Mike after the position he puts himself in personally to help protect her and her agenda while still trying to see that he achieves his result of shutting down this drug smuggling mission. I mean, what she does to him is, I just, there's not even words for it. As an actor, Aaron has to get himself to go into some dark places in order to effectively portray the events of season two that Mike goes through. He has to put himself into the world of human trafficking. He has to witness brutal murders right in front of him, and he makes two very difficult decisions for his character. He burns the body of Lena, one of the girls in the human trafficking ring, in order to keep his agenda alive without shutting down the operation. And then he lies to Paige about his actions. Aaron has shared on multiple occasions that when it comes to playing characters, He actually prefers the characters who are darker, who go through dark events and challenges. The darker characters give Aaron the opportunity to go deeper into himself and pull from different skills and experiences. Mikey in season two certainly gives him those opportunities, and that will carry over into season three as well. Season two ends with one of the most intense cliffhangers, in my opinion. The events of the cliffhanger start with Paige's betrayal of turning a wounded Mike in need of care over to the villain of the season, a crooked cop, Sid Markham. 
Mike had figured out early on that Sid was behind the human trafficking ring and was working for a different cartel, the Solano cartel in Mexico. Throughout the season, Mike was slowly shutting down Sid's assets from the cartel, and Sid could not do anything about it without incriminating himself. So his vendetta against Mike was strong. Paige goes to Mike in the final episode of the season to give him a fake ID so he can go check into the hospital and get the care he needs for a gunshot wound without being able to be tracked or arrested by Sid. Delirious from blood loss, Mike lets it slip to Paige that Lena, the girl from the human trafficking ring, was actually dead, not a runaway. Well, that confirms Paige's suspicions, and she feels ultimately betrayed by Mike. So equipped with this new information, she makes the decision to go to Sid herself and give him Mike's fake identity and tell him what hospital Mike will be in. As a viewer, when that happened, I had some strong feelings. Actually, I still have strong feelings every time I watch that happen. I just can't believe the level of betrayal that Paige exhibits. It's obvious that she was so wrapped up in rescuing those girls from the human trafficking ring, as she should be, and she was attached to Lena, but knowing that Lena died just pushed her over the edge. So the season closes with a wounded Mike in critical care in a hospital with collapsed lungs, lead poisoning, gunshot wounds. He is vulnerable and not at all in a position to defend himself when Sid walks in. Back at Graceland, Briggs learns of Paige's betrayal of Mike and he races to the hospital, but he gets there just a minute too late. Sid had cut off Mike's air supply and a code blue is being called in Mike's room by the time Briggs arrives. We are then left with the harsh reality as a viewer that Graceland may continue season three without our beloved Mike Warren. Oh, season two. I could just continue to talk about it and dive deeper into the events of each episode, but I'm really trying to be mindful of the time length for each of these episodes. Maybe Graceland will be able to come up again later down the road in the life of this podcast. But thank you again so much for listening today. I hope you feel the passion for Graceland like I do. It's such a good show, canceled way too soon. Next week, the final season and all that it revealed will be the topic of the podcast, and I just can't wait. In the meantime, if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can find me on Instagram at tevading underscore patiently and on TikTok at tevading patiently no underscore. Hope to see you back here for episode 16.